0: Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie podcast here on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, I'm just trying to uh, keep you guys entertained, and, um, and today's guest is going to be Nathan Victor, and um, he'll be on momentarily. We're just trying to make sure we get connected properly. But Nathan Victor is a, um, he received a heart transplant and um, and it's an amazing story. Very, very amazing story. And um, I'm just so glad that um, the dude is here alive to share his story with us um, because uh, whew, tremendous, uh, um, tremendous um, blessings because he's still here. And, um, no, so I'm going to try to connect with him, get him on the screen so we can, um, hear his story. It's very heartfelt. Excuse the pun, but it is, it's very, very heartfelt. So yesterday we had, um, Robbie Mendes here and, um, and uh after I was done, I was getting all kinds of, you know, comments and, and hit ups about you should have kept them on. You should have kept them on. And uh, so we got to get Robbie Mendes back on here because uh apparently people wasn't wanted to hear a whole lot more, you know, a whole lot more from him. So I'm going to try to make that happen as soon as him and I connect. Um So. And, uh, feel free to always, you know, get in touch with me, inbox me. Um, actually, uh, you know, you have a suggestion for a guest, you know, just, uh, let me know or a subject matter that we can talk about. Just please, you know, reach out to me, send me something through my inbox, or you can send me an email at really Podcasts at gmail.com. Um, and it is also, uh, answering, uh, um system with anchor you just click on a really charlie podcast go to the message um section and you can uh leave me a verbal message um which i would directly get um and uh hear hear your feelings hear your story what you want to hear and um we'll go from there so so just stand by while we connect with uh Nathan, it should be on momentarily. So there's a lot of chatter out there, um, about the NBA and the all-star game, um, and who's going to win, who's going to lose, uh. You know, personally I don't I wish they would uh, just wouldn't have played you know just kind of dropped that game It's nothing but a circus you know it's just a clown show that's all it is and um, it's not like before it's just you know it's not entertaining and I, I would hate one of my star players on my team to get hurt in the all star game um, and then we can't use them for the rest of the season. So all right. thanks everybody. Kevin, thanks for joining. Uh, Dolly, thanks for joining. Reggie Victor, my man. Yeah we're all proud of your cousin. He's a great dude. Beverly, God bless you. God bless him, too. (laughs) Kevin, he's doing his hair right now. (laughs) Uh, It's amazing. (laughs) Funny stuff, Kevin. So... We all know Nathan Victor's a strong Knicks fan. Very, very proud of his New York Knicks. Um, he's also uh, very adamant, very vocal. Definitely will uh, give his opinion about his team. And uh, so, I can't wait to hear all his stories about his heart, his team. You know his opinions definitely a true true dude he has um he's been through a lot he's accomplished a lot you know so we um we definitely can't wait to hear him. Chago says Nixon five. Mm. Nixon Celtics would be nice. That would would be nice. Michael Kahn's in the house. Bet you Victor says Kevin, leave my cousin alone. He has big ass cousins. <laughs> it's so true. Ain't nothing small about the Victor family. Terry Wynn says he's going to make a grand entrance. The Knicks are finally relevant. Yeah, they are They're definitely relevant. I definitely, definitely like watching them. Hey, Sarah, nice to see you. I miss you too. michael's asking for a music intro Uh, we ain't letting michael khan sing not on this podcast but as we heard today if you're not if you're not um aware of it michael's gonna come up and start his own podcast which is um I believe it's called Sports Corner. He's going to start it next week. Definitely have sports talk, community talk, entertainment. Um, he's definitely going to bring his touch to the podcast entertainment. Um, he's definitely tr- doing things throughout the country on different podcasts on, uh, on several days of the week. You know, Michael's on different podcasts, so Michael Kahn, the con man, will be introducing to the podcast community, um, Sports Corner, coming to you next week. All right. What I'm going to try to do, is see if we can get a hold of Nathan through the phone definitely put him on on the phone he was connected and now it's not connected so you know he lives deep 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 in the woods so that's what happens when you get away from the urban people you know you move out there in the sticks um just can't can't get that connection you know but we're gonna try to call him Bear with me, (laughs) Nate. See if we can get Nate on the phone here. So, like I said, Nathan Victor is definitely, um, you know, good dude. He received a heart transplant. Um, About a year and a half ago, I believe, two years. And, um, you know, he's definitely gone through a lot trying to recover, go through his physical therapy. Um, Definitely had some uh, close friends, close family members, you know, trying to take care of him, care for him. And um, he's definitely back with us. Not to full strength, you know, can imagine trying to get, um, trying to get through this when you have a big organ like that in your body and, um, you know, gotta, gotta start from A till you get to Z and, um, but Nathan is, I'm glad you're around, brother.
1: Hello. Yeah. What's up, man? What's up, man? It's, not it's, this- a, it's asking me for, um. Uh- for our camera and mic access to go go into the room, I click it and nothing happens. Wow. Uh, um, it's not letting me in the room.
0: It Doesn't say enter studio because your name it says enter studio.
1: Enter studio and then it has mic slash and camera. All right, and nothing happens.
0: So if the the mic is slashed. they're line across the mic and the camera. Uh, just click on that, and it should nothing happen. No, no. I'll try it again. Yeah, I'll call you right back. All right, brother. So we're trying. Hey, Paul Gomes, what's up, man? How you doing? My man, Paul. If y'all are looking for CPR classes, first responders classes, definitely hook up with uh, Paul Gomes. Well, this is the other Paul Gomes. This is Double Decker Paul Gomes. How you doing, man? Just looked at the picture, reading the name. Paul W. Gomes. How you doing, man? How's the family? I hope good, man. My man, Double Decker. Stay away from KP. He'll get you in trouble, man. Don't even talk to him on Facebook. It's bad news. Trust me. Trust me. I'd like to get my brother on here, too. You know, Kevin. But Y'all know how he acts, man. He can't, you know, this is, this is um, more or less PG, you know, podcast here. And, um, you know, Kevin brings everything to R-rated, so I can't have him on the screen. Although I'm thinking about getting him on anchor, you know, just prior to midnight, you know, get him on there. All right. All good with Paul Gomes. Yes. Nice to hear, brother. so Reggie Reggie where are you man talk to me tell me some stories about your cousin Nathan Victor man share some stories here in fact if anyone wants to be invited to the screen just let me know and I'll invite you I'll send you uh, I'll send you a link you come on the screen and talk to me talk to the listeners, talk to the viewers. Just let me know. And here we go. All right. Here we go. Yes. You hear me fine?
1: You hear me fine? I uh, hear you. Yes, very fine, man. Yeah. Uh, what it was is they were blocking. Chrome was blocking my mic. Oh, okay. All right. So I had to adjust my settings. My bad, my man. I was here on time. I was 15 minutes early, just like work.
0: Yes, she was. <laughs> hey, man. Um, I'm just... Uh, I'm glad to have you on here every week. You support me every week. Oh, no doubt. You know
1: that. You know that.
0: Yep. And, um, you know, it's just nothing. Um, first of all, let me just say that I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you're here. Um, you told me and shared me, shared a lot of stories with me, my cousin, Rob. And, um,
1: yeah, yeah. Rob was there for
0: me, man. Yeah. he's, He's a good dude, man. Yeah. Um, Officially, um, he's my cousin, but officially he's my brother. You know that dude is him, and I. We we've been together through the grind, you know, since we were young kids, and um, till this day. I'm very thankful for Rob, and um, appreciate my cousin, my brother.
1: Do you know? Do you know how far me and Rob go back? You remember when he lived on the front in Chancery Street? Yep. Uh, when Kim, yeah. Kim Silver was his neighbor, I lived mm-hmm. across the street. I lived across the street okay. to Bob Bowles. I've known Rob since he was three. Wow. I used to go to his house and play Hot Wheels.
0: Yep. He, hey yep. that dude, those Hot Wheels, he 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 definitely has the biggest collection I've seen <laughs> in my
1: lifetime. Yeah, that was huge. He had the he had the garage, he had everything, man. He yeah, everything. Still got yeah. them.
0: He better keep them too. Worth some paper. Yeah, you got to pay for them college
1: educations that are coming up too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, scholarship killer. He's got to get killer. Got to get the scholarship, man.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, let um, we're gonna go into a bunch of things here. You know, all right, and uh, just want to highlight a few things. You know, one thing is is um, is your heart transplant? What what happened in the beginning that you? Cause you to go see someone to get this, you know.
1: Oh, right, right out the gate from the start, what, what made me go from the start. Yeah. Um, I yep. was, Remember when we were getting those big snowstorms in uh, 2013? We were getting, like, two feet, like, every three, four days. I yep. was at my house in Connecticut, and uh, I had my son that day. And um, I, I prolonged from shoveling my driveway. My driveway was 35 yards long. So I prolonged it because I'm going to make all kinds of uh, castles and do all kinds of stuff with them, you know, when I get them. I pick them up from yep. school. And um, actually, I picked him up from his mom's house and brought him to my house. And I said, big man, you have to stay in the back porch. I said, I'm going to do all the shoveling. Um, I got halfway through the shoveling. I got maybe about 15 yards deep and I was breathing really heavy and it didn't feel right. And uh, when I put the shovel down to go up the steps to go inside the house, my son went to go push the door open for me. And I tried to open the door and I didn't even have enough strength to open the door. Damn. And uh, my house was built in 1921. So the door was pretty heavy. But I was 265 pounds, 11% body fat. Opening the door should not be a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I uh-huh. scoop my son up, scoop my son up, put my coat on. I actually lived right down the street from the hospital, went to the hospital. I called his mother on the way there. I said, listen, something's wrong with me. Um, you're going to have to take Jalen. Um, I have him with me here at the hospital. I'm not going to check myself in. He's not going to see me if something's wrong. So come here, pick him up, and um, I'll let you know what's going on, you know, throughout the course of the, course of the night. I think I'm going to be here a while. And um, wow. after, I'll never forget it. My son was walking through, he was outside and it was a big glass case. And as he walked through the case, he could see me and he's banging on the glass and he's like, you know what it is, dad, you're going to be all right. Gives me the thumbs up and everything and all mm-hmm. that. He gives a, he gives me the secret sign that only me and him know that means that yeah. means everything's going to be all right. I check myself in, I go sit down. Now mind you, I'm fully walking, everything's fine. I'm not, I'm, now I'm not out of breath or anything. And uh, I go into the ER and I live in Fairfield County. You know what I mean? So- it's the richest county in Connecticut. It's top five in the country every year. So yeah. and I'm saying that, not, that, I'm not saying it to brag. So I'm in the ER and all of a sudden I hear people running and they're running down the hallway. Hurry up. We got to go. We got to go. Pop, pop, bop, bop, bop. I hear all these machines. I'm like, oh shoot. Someone finally got shot. This feels just like home. And, uh, <laughs> yo, Charlie, they were coming to see me. Wow. Uh, they were coming to see me. They all rushed into the room. So I back up and I'm like, what are you guys doing, man? What are you guys doing? Uh, Sir, um, we legally can't let you leave. What do you mean you legally can't let me leave? What are you talking about? Now I pop up in the bed and the lady says, you know how to read the EKG? You know what this looks like? And I said, well, all of that's not me. I said, that means I am i shouldn't be breathing. Yes, you can't leave, sir. Stop talking. Wow. Um, so I shut up. I just shut up. They brought me upstairs to the room and um, I got diagnosed with viral cardiomyopathy, which I ended up getting a cardiologist. I stood in the hospital maybe about a day and a half um my dad was still alive at the time and my dad called me up and um you didn't have a stroke or a heart attack or anything did you you lying i'm like no no i didn't have anything he asked me for my son i said my son's back with his mom i said i feel fine but they're gonna keep me here so the next morning um i got a choice of two doctors i got a choice from a doctor from germany uh that that was that resided way out in um granite somewhere which is maybe about 25 about 20 minute ride from my house Or I could go to the guy that's right around the corner from my house. So I chose the guy around the corner from my house. So Mm -hmm. me, instead me instead of going to get my truck and drive over there, I just walk. And when I walk in there, I don't realize I'm sweating because now my body's not right. And I go in there and the guy says, Hey Mr. Victor, how are you doing? Why are you sweating? I said, Oh, I said I got this big coat on and I walked over here. He goes, What do you mean you walked over here? I said I walked (laughs) over here. I said, I said, I said, I "I live right on Plymouth Ave, man. Why wouldn't I walk here? He was like, You're not allowed to walk again long distances or nothing. And then he told me wow. what I had a viral viral cardiomyopathy, which was treatable with uh, with yep. medicine. And the medicine didn't work, Charlie. It didn't Damn. work. It didn't work. They tried and tried, and uh, it didn't work. I was still going to work, still you know doing my thing, popping on the train, riding the Jersey Major League Baseball studio man, doing my job. Everything was fine. A little tough going up and down the stairs, but uh, yep. my pride would not allow me to take the elevator, and I would not take the elevator. And uh, I just did my thing, and then um, that was it. That was it. And then everything crashed after that. I crashed really bad. Career ended. I just I just stopped. And um as you know, that was the summer of 2013. My dad mm-hmm. died in uh September of 2013 and I lost my grandmother the week before that. So uh I didn't know that stress was, you know, really compounded on me because I knew my father's death was coming. Nobody else knew. Yeah. What I knew. Nobody else knew. My dad just let me know because I cornered him. So mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of that propelled it and it made me that much more aware of what was going on and then I had a stroke. I had a stroke and um my first stroke was November of 2014. And then my second stroke was uh, May, right before my birthday of 2015. Yeah. That stroke knocked me on the ground. Huh. And um, I couldn't get up. I had these two little Portuguese ladies. I actually had a stroke in the hospital, shaking a doctor's hand, thanking him for his work. And I had a stroke yeah. right then and there. And the two little Portuguese ladies picked me up from underneath my armpits. 255 pounds, they picked me up and put me in the wheelchair like it was nothing, like it was yeah. nothing. But the first stroke I had, I was with uh, Jennifer Montero. We were food shopping in Shaw's mm-hmm. and I saw the lights go out and I thought something yeah. that happened with the lights at Shaw's. I thought the lights went out at Shaw's. No, the lights went out on me. Wow. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. So hopped in her car. There was maybe about 15, 20 bags of groceries or whatever the situation was, brought the groceries in the house. And when I got in the house, I started shaking and it felt weird. And then she's talking to me and I couldn't see her out of my right eye. I had my peripheral mm-hmm. vision on my right eye. I said, uh you gotta take me to the hospital I just had a stroke and I did the Bucky Vincent test where you take your finger and you go across your eye I couldn't see like right now I can't see my finger to right here that's three o'clock I had no peripheral yeah. vision past three o'clock still to this day yeah. for the rest of my life so Damn. that's how I found out about that and then I just progressively just went down and down and down and down down and down but I was still going to I was still going to kill his games you still mm-hmm. saw me outside at the barbershop yep. uh you, you still saw me on spruce street hanging with the OGs, saying what's up to them and then mm-hmm. I had, then I went into heart failure inside King cuts. I was sitting in a chair, and um, not the barbershop chair itself, I was sitting in a chair, and um, it had w- happened to have wheels on it. I said, Reed, I said, uh, something's wrong. He mm-hmm. just stopped his cut, pushed me with the wheels and just pushed me to the bathroom. He said, you are gonna be all right? I said, yeah, I said, I had fluid buildup. So I went there and, you know, got rid of the fluid that was in my system. He goes, Nate, you got to go to St. Luke's. I'm like, nah, I can't go there, man. They sent me home in Hartfield already. <laughs> I can't go yeah. there. So I'm going to Charlton, I'm going to Charlton and then I'm going to end up in Boston. And that's what happened. That's what wow. happened, man. So John Reed saw me going to Failure and whoever else was in the barbershop. I don't remember, but, uh, yeah. John Reed pushed me to the, to the bathroom.
0: That's good. You know, um, yep. because, uh, yep. some people kind of don't pay attention, you know, um, and and another thing is I'm glad you wasn't stubborn, you know. I'm glad you wasn't well, stubborn. I am. That's why I'm still but, alive.
1: I'm very, very stubborn. I'm the most stubborn person you'll meet. Trust me, Charlie. Trust well
0: me. that and and that's true. However, I'm glad you was not stubborn to kind of stay put, not go no, see no. anybody. I'm Too glad that pain. wasn't <laughs> all right.
1: Too know. much pain. It was there was no there was no getting past that. No getting yeah. past that. Yeah. And it, it hurt
0: a lot they say it's, it's the worst feeling ever. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm taking your word for it. I don't ever, ever want to feel it, you know, but, um, you know, it, it we the, strokes, we the got... strokes
1: and all that stuff was easy. I mean, the strokes and all that stuff was the hard part. Um, mm-hmm. when you saw me with my device that kept me alive, uh, that stuff was the hard part. The uh, the heart transplant was nothing. And when I tell that to people they're like, Oh, he's just talking crazy. No, trust me. The heart transplant was nothing. It was nothing. Mm-hmm. I went in there, they gave me the painkillers or whatever. I went in at seven twenty-two in the morning. I woke up at nine fifteen at night, and I was fine. I was fine. Uh-huh. I got up. I got my butt got stuck in the bed because I lost <laughs> too much weight. I went from two sixty-five to one hundred and fifty-eight pounds because I was living there. And uh, my, my 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 little my little cadet got stuck in the seat. Got stuck in the uh, <laughs> got stuck in the bed, and I couldn't get out. This is after I got my heart, so I'm panicking to get up. I'm having an anxiety attack because I can't get up because I'm too weak. I have no triceps. I have no muscles. And then when the doctors came into the room, I was walking around. They were like, What are you doing? Get in the bed. And I got in the bed and they called the other doctors. This guy's walking already. I'm like, Oh, I'm going back upstairs to Pratt eight. They were like, No, we're gonna study you some more. I was like, Okay, <laughs> that was it. That was it.
0: Damn. Yeah. I remember you sharing some stories of how strong your
1: mom was, you know, with you. Ah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They heard her a lot, man. Heard yeah. a lot. I heard a lot of people, man. I heard a lot of people. Yeah. I heard a lot, a lot of people, man.
0: And um, it's uh, th- th- this story definitely has to um, you know, keep. You got to keep telling this story because there's so many people that are in fear of what you exactly went through, mm-hmm. and um, kind of just sit back and, and this kind of say, All right, "I just want to die. I don't want you know." And it it can't have that. You know, there's just too many, too many procedures, too many things stories that you know that can help someone and um the main reason why i wanted you on here is to tell this story um because there are many many people out there and i hope that you know in your spare time you do visit trying to reach out
1: to some of the patients that are kind of i can't do it because of the covid because of the covid that that prevents Mm -hmm. me from doing that but as far yeah. as I like, sharing the story I started writing the book while I was in the hospital in 2017 and I'm still writing it so yeah, that you know but it's a problem it's a situation where you know I'm never done at some point I'm gonna have to put the pen down you mm-hmm. know what I mean this is this has been uh going on four years now I'm gonna have to put yeah. the pen down at some point point. and
0: you you will you will put it down eventually but just continue to do that continue to write continue to I do I do bring that story out because it' There's gonna be there's always gonna be another story, you know, and but you can always write another book because I guarantee you you ain't over. It, this stuff with you is not over. There's gonna be stories that you're gonna tell other patients that may lead to another book. You know, this book's being written with two hundred pages. For a know, guy like you, you you can go through two hundred pages and in, 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 in a couple of days, you know, just write in yeah. That was three days yeah. I did that. See? And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are unaware, you know, saying in the comment section, we're unaware that you had two strokes. And
1: um, I, two, I had two strokes, and my second stroke was a stroke and a heart attack at the same time. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. The second stroke, like I said, I was shaking the doctor's hand. I was, I was thanking him for his help, and bang, it felt like I got shot. The whole left side of my body, well, the left side of my body, even with my new heart, the effects of the stroke is there. What people don't understand is when you have a stroke, each time you have a stroke, a portion of your brain dies, okay? And it doesn't come back. It yeah. doesn't come back. It doesn't come back at all. It's like I have terrible short-term memory loss, terrible. It's terrible. I have to write everything down. I have to put it in my phone. You know, there's all kinds of alerts in my phone. There's, there's all kinds of stuff going on in there, you know? But my long-term memory, I can I can remember what happened in West Day, West Day Nursery still to this day, but if you wow. ask me what, what, which boots I have on today, I have to actually take a look down or think about it to tell you which ones I have on or look at my shirt to know that I want to be that out of bounds to have that certain color pair of boots on. I must yeah. have this pair on. So, I do that yeah. a lot. I do that a lot. And I don't I don't give dap, or when I give dap, it's always the right hand, of course, but sometimes you want to come around the back with the left hand. I'm not able to do that because sometimes I'm shaking too much. Okay. Wow. So, I don't do that. So, people get kind of offended by that, but I'm mean, like, nah, I just I just I just I'm vibrating like a pager, man. I can't do that for you. Mm-hmm. I was in a. We went to go see Master Ace live with Rob and Rob will tell you this. He gets me. Of course, everybody knows I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't smoke. This was way before, you know, the hot transplant. I wasn't doing any of that. That's why I was so angry that this happened to me. Um, mm-hmm. He was handing me he was handing me a Coca-Cola and I went to grab it. And I oh, it was a ginger ale and I grabbed the ginger ale. And Charlie, I went to go put it to my lips. I got halfway there. I started vibrating like a page. I spilled it all over Rob. He's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And that was it. That was it. That was my last night I went out.
0: Well, as as friends and family, we all got to make sure that we have an understanding of what you're going through and pay
1: attention to you. I I hit it. I I did hide it. I did hide it. I hit it very well because I was so big you Mm -hmm. know, and I still was wearing the coats that I was wearing were, you know, what was, was covering up. I wasn't doing it to hide it from people like that. I just didn't, I, I didn't want the attention at all. The people that yeah. needed to know knew, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't something that was out legal. And I mean, the barbershop knew, but not everybody in the barbershop knew, you know, yeah. I went, to, I was at King cuts two, three times a week, you know, but it, the weight loss was couldn't deny it. Couldn't deny yeah. the weight loss. You go from 265 pounds to 158 pounds and you're crossing the street to go check the mail. And it's like a marathon. And you see a pair of, you see a set of stairs and it becomes the enemy, you mm-hmm. know, it's Damn. pretty, it's pretty wild. And like, uh, I didn't do it by myself either. I, I didn't yeah. do it by myself. Once, once I got into the hospital, man, um, like even a little before that, you know, my cousin, Bill, Bill DePena, I mean, he was, yeah. it was crazy. It was crazy. He, me and Bill, we're first cousins. A lot of people don't know that my mm-hmm. father and his mother, a brother and sister. We're not just saying that we're cousins. Obviously we, we look nothing alike. <laughs> you yeah. look nothing alike at all <laughs> I'm a victor yeah. all day when you look at me I don't look like I have any Peter in me at all But uh, that's 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 like my brother And he was the second in charge of my life He was there yeah. every day Every day when I was dying in the ICU The first time he was there I woke up and um, I, was, I w- wasn't was able to talk But I made the communication with him And I grabbed his hand Charlie I grabbed his hand as hard as I could like yo I still got it I got the left foot ready And I curled uh-huh. up my right hand to go throw one he waited for my mother to leave the room and he, he just leaned over. He says, Listen, cuz it's real bad. Get your act together. You gotta rest, yeah. man. You gotta rest. Yo, you can fight me another day, man. Get it, get it together. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't see him again for I wasn't awake again. Friday, that was a Monday. I didn't wake up till Thursday. And yeah. when I woke up, I was holding Pastor J.R. Shavia's hand. That's who's wow. that's whose hand I was holding when I woke up. I threatened him too. Yeah. I was high. I was high on painkillers. <laughs> I threatened him too. I asked him if he wanted something. <laughs> <laughs> and I never would do that, you know. The street, I was ready to go with JR, man. And he has MS. He has MS. What do I got business threatening to do with MS? Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn. Yeah, wow. Man. I'm a, I'm a Tufts, man. I'm a star at Tux, man. I'm mm-hmm. a star. They take care of me because I'm, I'm their trophy, man. I wasn't supposed to make it. Yeah. My liver failed. My kidneys failed. A whole bunch of stuff went wrong, man. Damn. I was trying to do push ups in my bed. I couldn't even roll over, but I was trying to do push-ups, like one-arm push-ups in the bed because I was going crazy. I couldn't mm-hmm. take being in the room. I was locked up in Tufts altogether for a year. A lot of people don't know that. I lived at Tufts for a year altogether. Wow. And um, when they when they told me I was permanently going to stay there until I received my new heart, um, that was on a Wednesday. I received my... No, that was a Thursday morning, early on a Thursday morning, about, like, uh, about four o'clock in the morning, because I arrived mm-hmm. there via EMS. Uh, EMT service from Freetown to there. And um, that following Thursday, that Wednesday night, that well, basically really early Thursday morning, because I wasn't sleeping, I was watching Married with Children, and um, the nurse Eddie comes in, which was one of the few male nurses we had there. And uh, he goes, hey, Nate, man, you're not going in for your surgery in the morning. I was having bacterial washout surgeries three, four times a week. Um, Underneath my left pec, I have a tremendous scar. It's like two inches, and it's maybe about a quarter of an inch thick and they had to keep going in there to clean out bacteria so it wouldn't, it wouldn't kill the rest of part of my left side of my heart, uh, what was remaining yeah. that was functioning. Because the LVAD that I had was the machine that was keeping my heart going on that side because my heart couldn't operate on its own. That bag that you saw me with, a lot of people thought it was a tacky, horrible fashion statement. It was a computer in there with a fiber optic cable that went inside my stomach all the way upside to the left side of my chest and kept my heart going. Wow! That's how I, that's how I survived, and I had two battery packs in it. And I used to have to plug myself in like a lamp to AC D C power to make sure I had power all night. So I had to plug myself in to go to sleep safely. A lot of people don't know that. Damn. I was a big, I was a six foot two lamp. Sorry. That that I'm was still... it. That was it. And I, I didn't yeah, complain. Uh... I hated the listen, man. I hated that that it was ten pounds. It was carrying it around, you know, but I knew what it was doing. I knew mm-hmm. what it was. Nobody came close to it. If you came close to it, you know, that's why I carried the knife. You came yeah, close to it. And I, and I was dead serious, man. I would stab you. I was, I had no problem. I don't care who it was, man. Cause I knew what that thing was doing. I knew, I knew everything about the VAD. I knew how it worked. I, I knew everything about it. I knew everything about my own heart. All I did was read. That's it. All uh, I did was read.
0: Now with your book, um, what are you going to title it? Or are you going to,
1: I got, I got a title? couple of titles. I have a couple yeah. of titles, working titles. I have a friend of mine that, uh, uh, she's a very close friend of mine. Her name is Julie Baker. And uh, she lives mm-hmm. in Vermont and she was a tremendous writer when we were kids. We both used to write. We were in this uh, tag program that we used to go to at Kearney and we used to do, we used to do uh, short stories and stuff like that. I've known her since I was six years old. And uh, I asked her to do the preface of the book. She started crying like she got choked up. I said, listen, man, we ain't, we ain't doing no crying. And the time to cry was when I was in the hospital. I didn't let you cry when you were in the hospital. When I was in the hospital, you know, I didn't let anybody do that because I was crying. I didn't feel bad. You know, yeah. people like, oh, he's trying to front. He's trying to be strong. Nah, man, I, I just had a thousand percent faith in God, man. And I'm stubborn as hell. I told the doctors after every single surgery, I'm not checking out for nobody. I'll see you in the morning every single time. Yeah. Or when I woke up, I was having surgeries at four o'clock in the morning. I was having surgeries at midnight. I was having surgeries all the time. You know, so yeah. but I always had the same crew of doctors. And when my when I found out my heart was available, um, I found out three o'clock in the morning watching Married with Children and the and the nurse got mad. The RN got mad at me because it was his first time ever telling somebody they're receiving a new heart. It was three o'clock in the morning, Charlie. Who am I going to call? Yeah. Can't call nobody. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just did the Tiger Woods. I was like, yes. And that was it. And he was like, Nate, that's it. I said, that's all I got, dog. That's all I got. Seven o'clock in the morning. I called my mother. She didn't even pick up the phone. So I called my aunt. <laughs> I called my aunt, Marilyn. And I said, auntie, I said, uh my heart's here. She's going crazy. I said, listen, ho- hold on, hold on, hold on. Relax. I said, I'm going in at 722. And I said um, I'm going in. So in 20 minutes. And I said um, I'm going to call my mother back. And if she doesn't pick up the phone, call her back at 8:30 and let her know I'm I'm already under. And when I called the house back, my mother picked up the phone first ring. And I told her I said, "Listen, my heart's here. I can't talk. I gotta go." That was wow. it. I was I was yeah. knocked out from 7:22 in the morning all the way to uh, 21:07 at night. So not nine o'clock. Nine, nine o'clock. Seven past seven. Seven past nine at night. I was incubated did, all that time.
0: Did you Did you and mom talk about? her trip going up there after, you know, thinking about all this, what her son's going through, you know, you no. share, she no. sure a no. story. All right. No. Okay.
1: No. Oh, 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 in the book. It, well, like if I, we, if I was talking to her personally about it, we've never really, we never really got into it because um, in the ICU, the only thing I remember is seeing, I thought I was having long conversations with a mother in the ICU and my cousin Bill. And I wasn't, wow. they were, wow. it was all here. It was all here. You know, I'm thinking I'm having these, tremendously long conversations with them and they're like, Nate, those conversations are like 10 seconds, you know, 20 seconds, and then you were back out. That was wow. it. That was it. And that one time, one time I woke up in the ICU, uh one of, one of the days I woke up and I was actually functional. The ICU room that I was in was just a straight glass box with a whole bunch of equipment in it and every piece of equipment was plugged into me. It was like vision when they were trying to bring vision alive and and then the Avengers. Two times more equipment than that. And um, I'm looking around and the nurse says, you have a phone call and I'm looking for a phone in my room. Charlie, there's no phones in those rooms. So uh-huh. they have a desk. They take the cordless phone from the desk and they hand it to me. I think I'm at home. I'm not thinking Charlie, cause I'm high. I'm on these drugs. I'm like, yo, what up? And uh, she's like, what is this really you dude? I'm like, who is this? She's like, this is Julie. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, what do you mean what's going on? You've been knocked out for four days. I'm like, how do you know? She says, I've been calling every single day since you've been in the ICU. They thought she was my wife. They thought she was my girlfriend. She's not. She's just my really close friend. I love her. Don't get me wrong. I yep. love her. You know, yep. But um, and then after that, after that phone call, maybe about two minutes later, she must have called Jen Montero because Jen Montero knows her too. I I, I can't yep. even confirm that. But Jen called me right after that. And again, I'm high. So I call her. I said, yo, I said, um, I'm going to go to your house. I said, I'm going to say what's up to you. Then I got to go back to Freetown, pick up some more clothes, and then I'm going to park my car in the, um, in, the, in the driveway over here in the parking lot and then go back into the ICU and finish doing what I got to do. She never brought that up to me. About a year and a half later when I remembered it, I brought it up to her. She was like, you remember that? I said, yeah. She was like, I was very nervous. She said, I knew you were very really high. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, man. I was out of there, man. I was out of there. I was out of there. But notice the great thing about, about the situation with Tufts and people are like, what, what are you talking about? It was like a family there, man. It was like a family there. I mean, I had great food. I had a Haitian chef, so my food had flavor. Um, it wasn't a situ- it wasn't a situation. It was not a situation where I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That was not it. I could order breakfast from six thirty in the morning to eleven o'clock in the morning, whatever I wanted, as many times as I wanted to. And then from eleven o'clock in the morning to uh, seven o'clock at about seven. Yeah, I think seven o'clock at night, I had the whole menu available to me at all times. I could call as many times as I wanted. And then after that, from 7 o'clock to 6.30 in the morning, there was a limited menu that I could order from at any time. You know? Um, At one point, I used to have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, while I was already up, and they would lay me down. And I had to lay down, and I couldn't move, Charlie, for a half hour. They had all these machines hooked up to me, and it was called, they were doing the, they called it doing the numbers. And they just read the whole registry of my heart and my whole respiratory system, my brain, everything. And there was a piece of paper probably about eight, four, eight and a half sheet, pe- feet, uh, sheet of paper. And it just ran yeah. across the floor. It just ran across the floor. And when they were done, they had to scoop it all up. And then they would leave the room. It would take them about five minutes to scoop it up. And then they would be there with a red marker, marking things off. It would take them about 40, 45 minutes for them to do it. I had to do that every night. Wow. I had to do it every night, man. It's, it's, I, had um... another, uh, <laughs> I had another procedure called the swan, where they put a hole in your neck and it's a mm-hmm. it's a piece of yellow piping that comes out and goes yep. directly to your heart and they dial up your heart from your neck it's crazy like they open up the valves close the valves they take a look they do it man it was nuts man while i'm awake while i'm awake i'm not sleeping i'm not under the, i'm not under any anesthesia i'm a wide yeah. awake and they're doing it they don't put you under unless you absolutely have to i could go yeah. on about procedures man i had them all i had them all
0: i i can't i can't wait to Read this book.
1: I can't wait. I, I, I cannot watch a movie. I cannot see a commercial. I cannot watch a show that has a hospital bed in it. I can't. Wow. Can't. Wow. I don't. I don't. It's not something that I can watch. I change the channel. I, 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 or I just get up and I walk out. I don't. I don't do it. So if it's a movie, the only movie I was able to watch, like all the way through and to deal with it, was John Q. I loved the movie before I got sick. So when yep. I watched the movie after I after I dealt with everything, I, I knew every single bit of terminology. I knew exactly what I knew what every machine did. I knew everything because all I did was read the New England Journal of Medicine the whole time I was there. That's all I did. I read that because yeah. I was like, I need to know what they're talking about. They're not going to talk to me and use words I don't know what they're talking about. And um, when my when my kidneys failed, uh, that that was it, man. The kidneys failed. That 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 hurt. That hurt a lot. And then when my liver started to fail too, that that was bad too. But I will both of them too. Yeah. I'm three for three. Hey, I um,
0: I can't even. I can't even. Hey, now you mentioned Bill. I want to say here yeah, live. Yeah, uh, He's he's one of the he's one of coolest dudes I met. You know, in my life. You know, I love him. You mm-hmm. got that sense of humor. Your whole yep. family's like that. Your whole family. Yep. got, you know, you guys can have your own sitcom. You know, because <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. So yeah, we get physical. Dude, we
1: get real physical too.
0: Hey, that's what cousins do, man. That's what yeah, we, we get do. Real you know. physical.
1: Me and Bill been known to fight all in the middle of a club. I used to bite him. I used to bite him on the mm-hmm. shoulder, tell him it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: When he, when he was training at the gym, how many times you go over there to fight with
1: him? Uh, we never he's went in the room because of, our weight classes are way too different. First of all, he's 10 times faster than I am, but, you know, we, we would never let it get to that. We've wrestled a lot in people's houses and moved a lot of furniture, you know, yeah. but as far as, like, being in the ring, my ring was in the basement of 23 James Street. I had to fight my father every day, Yeah, you know, so I know how to take a punch. That's for sure, because so I was it
0: a lot. He's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a, it's a reason why your hands are so big,
1: because his was yeah, huge. His, his hands were really big. My hands aren't big; they're just they're small and they're heavy. I got little raccoon yeah. hands, man. I can't even mm-hmm. palm a ball.
0: <laughs> That's all right. Everybody's hands are bigger than mine. So when I see hands, um, well, anyways, yeah, listen, right. um, the uh Michael Kahn says, "Damn!" And when we think that we got problems or issues, just listen to his story and story and realize how fortunate we really are and it's so true you know it's um you know people are complaining about little things you know sprained hand Mm -hmm. uh sprained ankle uh maybe a headache you know migraines are no joke but they even complain about migraines and, and you know to see what you're going through um you know it's just inspirational it's all over the comments section you know inspirational. It was very great pain you know
1: yeah you know what the gout yeah. is right Charlie yes all right let me tell you something about the gout my father used to get the gout all the time when I was a kid I didn't know why his feet were getting puffy so I would smack him mm-hmm. and I wonder why I wondered why he couldn't come and come ch- come chase me because I knew, knew nothing about the gout he couldn't move and I'm smacking his feet and he must have been in tremendous pain because Charlie all I did was have the gout while I was on this um this medicine that was drying me out to stop me from building up fluid. I was on a, a medicine called torsemide, and uh, mm-hmm. I would take it in pill form. I was taking anywhere from 80 milligrams to 120 milligrams. So put it this way, Charlie, as soon as the pill hit my lips, I had to run to the bathroom. Damn. It worked that quick. And in the hospital, when they were able to give it intravenously in the United States before they got rid of that, um, it was even less than that. As soon as they put it in me, I'm like, listen, you might as well just, you know, have me stand next to the toilet because it's going to happen that quick. They were like, Nate, we're going to give you a bottle. So they gave me the bottle and I was able to empty out that way, you know, that mm-hmm. that pain. And I had the gout four times in one month. So that whole month I had so much pride and I'm so stubborn and so ignorant, Charlie. You're not going to believe this one. I was living back with my mother and mm-hmm. um, I would wait for my mother to go to, to bed first before I would go to the bathroom because I had to crawl to get there. So I crawl from the couch and crawl to the bathroom, and she didn't see me. She's a dead sleeper, man. I could have—I could have been having Rick James party in the house and everything. She wouldn't wake up, <laughs> and um, I would crawl to the bathroom. But I'm not thinking, how am I going to get the strength to get up? And this mm-hmm. is my—the house my mother grew up in. So my grandmother had the poles on there to hold on to, and I used to use those poles. But even as a grown man, yanking on them poles, I'm like almost pulling them out the wall. I have size 14 feet, so when I go to the bathroom, I have to angle my feet this way because my feet are mm-hmm. too big. It's hitting the tub. And, yep. I have a 10 ba- and I have a ten-pound and I have a ten-pound bag on the side of me that I have to balance while I'm going to the bathroom and and try to make sure the Johnson don't pop out flying all over the place and still try to wipe my butt with one hand and still balance ten pounds. I got real good at it though. I got real <laughs> good at it. <laughs> I don't want nobody to see it. There's no video, but I got I got, I got yeah. real good at it.
0: Um, one of our friends here. Um. Terry Wynn. I won't tell you his government name. You may know it. Wallace, come on, man, Wallace. See that? <laughs> five hundred for Nate Victor. <laughs> that's, that's Wild
1: Kingdom right there.
0: Yeah. So, Mr. Wynn wants us to talk about the Knicks.
1: Hey, man, God's blessed me again with a good heart and a five hundred record, brother. Uh huh. So- my son's going to be thirteen. This is the first time he'll he'll see the Knicks at five hundred. He's almost thirteen. Damn. I feel good about that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I like watching them. I, yeah, I mean, you can actually watch it now. Yeah, yeah. It's um. There was some times that, you know, you can watch one or two players, and, you know, but it just wasn't much of a game. But I'm really, really liking the Knicks team. In fact, you know, a lot of talk about the Knicks and the Celtics meeting up. And our boy Chago here, so. Ch- Chago says – the Knicks Nixon Five, you know, and
1: um, I think I met that guy. Isn't he from New York City?
0: Yeah, I think he is. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. is. I
1: met him at the uh, Father's Day cookout. I think I want to say he's from Brooklyn. Okay, exactly. when I was when I when I was living out there, I used to go to Knicks games myself when I, when I was out there. And I would stop mm-hmm. on my way home from work and check out a game and go home. Especially after my divorce, the house was empty, so I'd go check out the Knicks game or whatever, and you know, buy a ticket maybe about two or three days before, and on my way home, get there by, by the second half and watch the rest mm-hmm. of the game, and then take the train and go home. All right, and it's uh huh?
0: It's um, you know, there's one thing you ain't driving in New York,
1: you know. You, ah, you, can. You, you can, you can, you can, yeah, you can. I had I had a navigator at that time, and I was okay. good. I was dipping in and out of Harlem. I knew I knew you know shortcuts to take, you know where to go, you know. But it's not recommended for you not to you know don't get stuck, you mm-hmm. know, and, and be and be caught out there. But I bought my truck in Jamaica Queens. I had Jamaica Queen dealership plates on there. And my Connecticut plates on there, so I was fine. You know, anything cool. out, outside of that, man, you get you get you mess around up top, and there's gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a problem. There's gonna be a problem. Yeah,
0: you can live in New York. You can live anywhere, you know. Yeah, but um, the um, so I I I hope you know that that Boston and New York playoff thing comes. I do too. You to wishing, you know, I, I like to see that. Um, I really don't want to see it in the first round. I really like to see it, you know, later on in the round. You know, um, just just a. I mean, it's going to be meaningful anyways. But I like to see it like on that second round or
1: something. Uh, yeah, they both will be seeded so low though. They'll be like seven, yeah. eight seeds. You know, it's just not going to. They'll be in the first round. Yeah, they'll be in the first round. I hope not. So, like you're saying, but yeah, I will, will. That. I, that's a that's the benefit of having a new heart too, man. I mean. I haven't been mad since August 29th, 2018. Mm-hmm. That's when I received my heart. And, um, you know, I haven't been mad since then. I've been disappointed, but I, but I haven't been mad. And um, I've watched Knicks games and not flipped out. I'm not talking to the TV. You know, I'm not doing any of that at all. I mean, I, even even if when they were doing bad, very terrible, you know, I could watch the games and be calm. People would call me and check in. Yo, you shouldn't be watching that game, my man. I'm like, listen, I'm fine, man. I have my hand on my heart like I'm doing Pledge of Allegiance, and I'm fine. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Damn. That was another thing. The heart that I received is, uh, I don't know if, my, if you're going to be able to catch it. Your heart is only supposed to be as big as your fist. My mm-hmm. original heart was as big as two of my fists. So this is how Come big on. my original heart was. Damn. The heart that I have now is this big. So what do you do with the extra space, Charlie? What do you do with the extra space in your chest? What do you think they did? Um. I had I had no food restrictions while I was there. I ate everything that I wanted to. I yep. had no food restrictions. So and also, Charlie, I was bedridden. They wouldn't let me get out the bed. So what did I do? I got fat. So they yep. took the fat from the bottom of my rib where, where my stomach lining connects, that fat that was connected there. They laid it down in my chest and they took the new heart, put that on top of it. And you know what that does? That new heart's going to beat so fast. It's going to turn all that surrounding fat that it's laying on and it's going to turn it into muscle. And I felt <laughs> that I felt that muscle forming for from August of 2018 to about. February of 2019, especially every morning when I would roll over, I would hear the crunch and the crunch and stuff. So Damn. that heart was burning that fat. And that, I can actually, like what I'm doing right now, I'm poking yep. my finger all the way through my pectoral to, to the back of the pectoral wall. That's empty. Over yep. here, because your, your heart is here. Your heart's not mm-hmm. over here where you put your, your heart is here. It's right here. So yep. when I touch here, I get nothing but sternum and scar tissue. But when I touch over here where my heart used, was, growing to be before where it was so big, I like right now, like I said, I can go right to the back of my pectoral wall. I've I've actually let a couple of people touch it and they bug out. They're like, wow, we Sweet. thought that was just muscle. I'm like, nah, that's it's <laughs> empty cavity under there.
0: So are you you still like feeling or hearing the scar tissue now?
1: No. It should be no. right. I, no. I, no. I, I haven't heard it since uh February of 2019. Like the crunching is gone and stuff. Now the crunching yeah. I hear is because I'm actually back to working out and doing squats so my ankles the first couple of steps in the morning sound like Lay's potato chips, but um, I t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you something right now, man. When I was when I was really fighting in the hospital, um, the people that came through, I didn't let just everybody come through, man. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I, there was a ton of people that wanted to come through, and I was just like, nah, nah. I put the word out to a certain individual that was my security guard, and I'm like, man, listen, this person, this person, this person. Yeah, I'm cool with them, man, but they can't come through. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when the victor, but when the victors came through, I knew they were coming through on a Sunday. And I knew it was official because we're too big. So you can't fit all the victims in the hospital room. So they would have to take turns and come in and out. And it got to a mm-hmm. point where <laughs> the nurses were like, do you have any normal size family members? And I'm like, yeah, but they're on my mother's side. So when yeah. my mother's side started to come, I had a cousin named Philip, which you guys don't know. Mm-hmm. Philip is dark as nighttime. He's about 6'5", and he don't smile, but he's the nicest guy, the nicest yep. guy you ever want to meet. And you know very friendly dude very cordial just a really good dude and i hadn't seen him in 10 years you know Mm -hmm. if not more and he started showing up and that's how i knew i was blessed and i knew god was working because he happened to be the foreman of the w that they were building right next to tufts the hotel they were building right next to he used to walk on his lunch break and all i wanted was sugar-free kool-aid man and if i wasn't awake he'd have the box of sugar-free kool-aid right on the side of my bed to let me know he was there and he mm-hmm. gave me real water. There was a, there was my freezer, my refrigerator would be filled with Poland springs. That's how I knew he was there. And little, little, little things like that, man, yep. you know, is, is what mattered, is what mattered a lot. I didn't care about the phone calls because the phone calls were blowing up and they actually took my cell phone away from me. They took both my yep. phones away from me, you know. So, but uh, when you want to talk about Bill, man, Bill, that's my dude right there, man. Bill was signing off on paperwork for surgeries, emergency surgeries, and, and all kinds of stuff, man. It was a little more than I thought he should have had to do, but. You know, I'm never gonna forget it, man. I'm never ever gonna forget it. Never, never. I still want to punch him in the face sometimes when he calls me with his with his jokes, but you know, that's never gonna go away. We're we're always gonna be going at it, always. That's all right.
0: You can uh keep going at it, and your son's getting your son. Your son's getting big enough. He can he can stop fighting him too.
1: My son's gonna be 13 in May, May 15th. He's born a week after me. I'll give you um, another yeah. funny story when uh this this involves my cousin Reggie Victor. Reggie yeah. thought I was so sick that he could come into the ICU and put a cowboys game on. <laughs> I'm not that sick, Charlie. That game's not staying on. I shut it off. I shut it off. I shut that game right off, Charlie. Yeah. Shut it right <laughs> off. And the nurse the nurse was, the nurse said, oh, he's all set. Don't think you can he's he's all right. His mind is working, his hands are working. and then uh Patrick came in. And um, I was trying to eat some applesauce, Charlie, and I'm stubborn mm-hmm. and I got a lot of pride. I couldn't open yeah. it. I was too weak to open it. And Patrick yeah. just snatched it from me. Give me the applesauce. And he opened it. And then it took me a half hour to take the three spoonfuls to put it in my mouth. But I did it. Mm-hmm. But I did it. And then the nurses told him, because at that point, I hadn't slept in two weeks. I was awake and they saying he's going to have brain damage if he doesn't go to sleep. I mean, literally, I was not sleeping. I was wide awake and, you know, I was stressed out, the anxiety. I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, because I said, "Listen, I don't know how much longer that I have to keep fighting." Because at that point, I knew I needed a heart, but the device that I had was taking care of everything. You know, and yeah. I'm not a really, I'm not a codependent person on anything. I just go out and get up and do stuff. And uh, yeah, really, Patrick never came again. He never came to see me again. Never did it. It hurt him bad. It hurt. I hurt a lot of people, man. Yeah, I hurt a lot of people.
0: It's, um, one when our Facebook user says, "Gives you a new outlook." on life for sure you start to realize there's more important things in life than sports and such. Well, yeah.
1: It's, I, would um, say I, was, I, I always known that. It's just that, um, see, I, I really can't explain it to anybody. I can't even explain it to another heart transplant recipient. For me, uh, my emotions, the way I feel are different. Cause I don't think they're my emotions; They're somebody <laughs> else's. So the things that I used to love, I really love them. The things that I used to hate, yo, I really hate them. So there's no, there's no in between, you know, and it's not, it's not fair to the people that were like in that in between level people that I associated with, you know, I associate with them, you know, but I don't associate with them on the same level that I did before the people that I love, you know, kind of get sick of me because now I display it. I never used to display it before and I'm kind of strong again. So I'm I'm back to 245 pounds. So if I hug you, you're going to feel it. And, you know, some yep. of these females, you know, trying to give me the Heisman, it's too late. I've already locked in. Right. You're getting your back cracked. You're getting your back cracked. I already locked in. <laughs> That's why I didn't go to Saunders <laughs> and stuff like that. Because, you know, uh, well, pre-COVID, you know, yeah. pre-COVID, I was hugging nobody because, you know, I was crushing people again. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. nah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad.
0: I'm glad you got your strength back. You can break yeah, my back. Here. You can break here. my back any day. Break my it's back, you know. Uh, the, um... So, no, the, the one thing I didn't do today, and shame on me, man, I didn't tell Berta that you was on. And,
1: oh, she uh, yelled at me the other day. What You don't need to tell her. She called me and yelled at me the other day. Uh, oh, yeah. What's today? Today's, today's Friday. She called me Wednesday morning. Oh, where you been? Where you been? I didn't even have to look at the phone. I knew it was her. I said, what's up? She said, yeah. like, why are you running away from me? I said, Berta, I haven't even seen you since last year. Yeah, I know. I know. What's the problem? I said, listen, I don't got no problems, man. I said, listen, man, I'm, I'm on my, my own little zone, man. I'm doing 180 push-ups a day. I'm lifting weights in the house. I got some. I have 100 pounds of uh, dumbbells, like 250s, and um, I'm able to do squats with those. I do four sets of 20 of those, and you know, and I work out other ways. I said so I get down six days a week and do my 180 pushups, and I'm and I'm getting there, man. That's all. My my strength is getting back, and the 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 effect of my strength doesn't bother me. The effect of this yep. that's why my career is over. I worked very hard for my career, made a lot of sacrifices, man and and did a lot of great things, man. And I'm not able to do them no more because my short-term memory is straight trash. You know, it's yeah. terrible. It's terrible. Like I look at parameters and stuff like that and things are set up and I'm looking at codes and it's it's all the same thing to me now. It's not, I'm not able to look and differentiate. You know, I can, I just be able to go right into the middle and be like, oh, this, 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 and this and figure it out and I don't got it no more. Not because I've been yeah. away from it. My brain just doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't have the forecasting ability that it used to have. And that's from yeah. the steroids that I was on because I was on steroids for a long time to they give you steroids to make your new heart assimilate to your body to get really strong. I was on steroids from August of 2017 to April, no, August of 2018 to um, about March of 2018. And I was on a very, very high dose. I ate everything. I was eating whole chickens in the city. It was that bad. Damn. That's how hungry I was. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. Damn. It was pretty bad.
0: Reggie says, I'm the handsome Victor of all time. Tell
1: him that. See, he, he, quote, he quoted that wrong. Because whenever he calls me, I tell him it's the most beautiful Victor of all time. So handsome's out of the question. Yeah. He loses again. <laughs> don't answer. Don't answer any more. Don't answer any more of his emails or anything he's sending to you. Don't do any yeah. of that. Don't do any <laughs> of that. Because I'll start hey, posting pictures of when he was Rick James. Hey, I remember
0: Rick James. I stood right, right next to him plenty of times, That's right.
1: you know. That's right. And if you, I, got, I got dirt on everybody, Charlie. He better not, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of photos. He's gonna stop.
0: You know he is. He, he you know, he's a victor. He's gonna keep on doing his thing, and uh, he don't care. You know, but uh, Slick Rick is definitely here with me every week, every podcast, and I appreciate him. So um, yeah, because
1: he calls me right after.
0: <laughs> yeah, he
1: calls me right after. He knows. He knows that I'm watching too, so he'll call me and tell me and We'll argue says, for yeah. about five minutes and then he hangs up.
0: Yeah, he says, um, one of Facebook users said they got crazy love for you. I
1: yeah, hope he's a female. Um, yeah, I'm single. <laughs> hope it's a female and she got money. <laughs> I went from That's 100 it. grand to food stamps. I'm trying to get it back. Yeah,
0: now when, um, when you started. You know, when you was gonna pursue your career, um, was there something hard for you to leave this area? What what what, what caused no, you to just kind not of at all? Get I, in?
1: I've all always right. I've wanted to leave. I wanted to leave the area since I was fifteen years old. All right, you know, I wanted to get out. And how I got into television was Corey Garcia. Now, if you know who Corey Garcia is, yeah,
0: I um, know who Corey we, is. Yeah,
1: we we grew we grew up together, and um, Love he went Corey. to Boston Good College. Dude. He went, yep, he went to Boston College, and um, when he got out. He got the job at Channel 7 in Boston. I had just quit Titleist. I was working one week of an overnight shift in Titleist, and I'm like, I'm not working this job. Only time I've ever quit a job. And my father pulled a lot of strings for me to get in there, and it caused a big rift between me and my dad. And the day that I quit, Corey called me from the studio at Channel 7 in Boston where he was working. He says, yo, what you doing? And I'm not going to say on here what I planned on doing, but it wasn't a legal means of ways of getting money. And he wasn't going to have that. So he says, yo. Don't go nowhere. Be at your house by I'll be at your house by five o'clock. And that was at like four o'clock. He got from Channel 7 in Boston to my house in like 45 minutes on a Friday afternoon. Okay, so I knew something was going on. He says, yo, Nate, man, I'm leaving my job in two weeks. I saw what you're doing. He goes, I'm going to move to Connecticut. You know, uh, Reagan's going to Yale. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get another TV job out there, and you know, keep it going. But if you want this job here, why don't you interview for it? How am I in an interview for? All I have is a New Bedford High School you know, education. They wouldn't even let me in the TV classes because of my behavior when I was in high school. So how, how how am I gonna get the job over here at Channel 7? He goes, trust me. He says, go in there, Nate, you're smart. You're gonna be able to get the job. I went in there, it's the, I went with the, uh, the guy that was in charge of engineering in there, the engineering department. He was from Brockton, so he automatically didn't like me because I'm from New Bedford. And um, he was grilling me and grilling me and grilling me. And he gave Corey a little bit of problems too. And um, yep. he said, listen, I'm gonna give you a week probation and if you can't cut it in a week, I'll never, I don't want to see you again. That's what he told me. Yeah, I said, well, it's a week, so I went upstairs and said, Corey, I got the job, but I have a week to learn it. He says, I'm going to give you everything you need to learn today, and you'll be fine. I did all the morning cut-ins for the news, so that means um, you know, when Al Roker says, "Oh, now we're going to check in with your local people," yeah, I was in charge. I was in charge of that. I was doing the robotic camera control for that my very first day, never been done before. So, so I did that, and then. Corey said, oh, I'll be back. He took off. He left me hanging to do Mm -hmm. the noon news by myself for a whole hour. Charlie, I was scared to death. I did it. And I did it so good they thought it was him. And both of our voices are pretty deep. So when they came into the room and realized it was me, they were like, where's Corey? I couldn't say, I don't know. I'm like, ah, he's in the bathroom. You know, he'll be back. Because they still Mm -hmm. thought Corey did the show. But the floor director knew that it was me. And he went back to the studio like, listen, that wasn't Corey. That was Nate. Nate did that. And they're like, yep. are you serious? And so what they do is, I, what I didn't know, they record every single broadcast, every audio broadcast. So if I'm talking to you right now and they're giving commands and I'm responding, that's yeah. all recorded. And um, they proved it was me. And that was it. I took off from there. Corey didn't have to work his last you know, week and a half there. I did everything. He got free money. I got a, I got a great career. Good, and then good. We, worked together, we worked together at a place called Group W Network Services and, uh, in Connecticut. That was housing A&E, the History Channel, um, NFL Sunday Ticket, Outdoor Life, Speed Vision, Discovery Channel. And um, I went there and did that. And they gave me another $20,000 just to go there before I even did anything. So I was like, word, I'll take that. But where am I going to live? Corey was like, listen, live with us and then, you know, get your stuff together. I lived there for five months, got my own apartment and uh, did that. And then um, the NFL Network came to my job and I helped launch that. And then I helped launch NBA TV. And I was there for about another four or five years. That made it 11 and a half years I was in that building. Never missed a day of work. I averaged, I averaged about 70 hours a week for that whole time. But I was yes. doing it to learn. And then I left yeah. there. I went to NBC30 Rock. And that's when, that's when it was a whole nother league. It was a whole nother league. The money they gave me when I went in there just to work there was the pay I made for the year at my previous job. That's the raise I got. Damn. And I'm in 30 Rock and I'm seeing everybody. Yep. I, I took I, sh- I took my shot at Mary J. Bly's, Charlie. She Why was, not? Because because NBC 30 Rock is right next door to, to Radio City. All you gotta do is cross the street. It's right there. Yep. So she was performing. She comes across the street. She's going to go upstairs to the Rainbow Room. I get off the elevator and uh, Tracy Morgan's there. I used to see Tracy Morgan every day. And Mary was there. I said, "How you doing, Miss Bligh?" She was like, "Don't call me Miss fly sweetie. You're probably my age or whatever." I said, "Well, I'm gonna shoot my shot." I said, "What I have to say to her." She started laughing. She said, "What do you doing here?" I said, "I'm. I said I'm on the fifth floor, man. I said I work in the BOCs." She said, "What's that stand for?" I said, "That's the Broadcast Operations Center." I said, "So when you're on, when you're on the Today Show, I said that's me." And I said, "I also do Telemundo as well." She said, "So really, yeah." And I said, "What I have to say to her, man. I'm never gonna see her again. When am I ever gonna get that close to have a conversation with Mary Jane?"
0: That's it.
1: You know. So I met Hulk Hogan. I met a whole bunch of people, man. Whole bunch of people. And I, I, only stood at the, I only stood at that job for uh, about, man, 10 months. Best job I ever had, but I knew my marriage was ending and I needed insurance because I was on my wife's insurance. So and I was putting clothes away in the, in the basement doing my laundry and Major League Baseball called me. And uh, yeah. I said, who's this? They were like, uh, my name is Michelle. And uh, we would like to bring you in for an interview. I said, well, first of all, here's my pay rate. Here's my scale. And she says, we can't come close to that. I said, I'm sorry, I, I can't go there. You know, not that I'm feeling myself, but I'm not going to go somewhere, you know, that's further away from my house for less money. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I'm not cal- I'm not calculating what the insurance cost is going to be for paying it on my own if I stay where I'm at. So I went into the interview and she met me halfway and I was in major league baseball for about, you know, four years before I got sick. And then that was it. That was yeah. it. But my dad got to come to work. I got to bring my dad to work and he got to finally see what I was doing. And um, yeah. he came back to New Bedford and bragged and told everybody and I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it. That boy got an office, baby. I'm like, man, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut, man. I go into the VFW. Now everybody wants a drink on me. I don't drink. Why am I going to buy you a drink? I carry yeah. I carry Kool-Aid singles in my pocket. <laughs>
0: you
1: know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't
0: drink. Uh, hey, um, that, that's another book in itself. Just your
1: career, man. That's another book. Yeah. But I didn't do that by myself either. If Corey never gave me that opportunity, man, I don't know what would have happened, man. He knows I tell him I own, but he's like, nah, no, you don't, no, you don't. You did everything yourself. Yeah. I did, but I never would have got that crack of the door, the opportunity. Because once once I got in, I was able to help other people. I have yeah. I have a whole litany of people that I helped when they came in. And don't be black, because if you're black and you coming in, you coming to see me, because they're telling you to come to see me. Speak you know, so of I, Corey, I'll help those people a lot.
0: Speak of Corey's right here. Says he loves it. In fact.
1: Oh, that's the hey. Hawk. That's the Hawk. That's not Corey. His name is The Hawk. Yeah. You know the why Hawk. he's the Hawk, Charlie? You remember uh, the Hawk from Buck Rogers?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: that's Hawk. That's right. That's him. The Hawk. <laughs> yeah. He knows. I mean, we've had several, several talks, man. I mean, even through my divorce, man. I didn't really say anything during my divorce at all. I didn't I didn't say anything until like it was like finalized or anything like that. I mean, he knew, you know, but he wasn't, you know, beating me over the head with anything that I already didn't know. Oh, you're stubborn, Nate. There's a new slash, <laughs> <laughs> but he's always yeah. been there, man. Always
0: been there. Well, we we definitely got to get the hawk on the Really Charlie podcast. Yeah, um, you do. You do. So, you definitely someone do. made someone made that suggestion a couple of weeks ago, and um you definitely do. And I said, yeah, you know, just before he, just after he made the announcement, you know, that he has his new gig and stuff like that. Yeah. So,
1: and that's his gig. He, he that, that's all him. Mm-hmm. that's no corporation that that's him he is the corporation
0: that's that's all good man so Corey, we're definitely a uh, counselor we're gonna definitely get you on a really jolly podcast so um see double Decker says um got, uh,
1: looking good
0: cosmic
1: <laughs> yeah only certain, only certain people can call me that and he's one of them He's one of them. Let me tell you something about Double, man. He's going to be mad at me. I was really struggling, Charlie. I mean, I was struggling, struggling, but my pride wouldn't let me ask for help. And uh, I got a letter in the mail, man, and it it changed everything. It changed everything, and it came from Double. came from Double Decker. That's who it came from, man. And and that wasn't by mistake either because I ended up seeing Paul Sr. the day after I got the letter, and Paul Sr. knew nothing about it. I didn't bring anything to Paul Sr.'s uh, attention. We were at King Cuts together, and uh, he Mm -hmm. asked me how I was doing. And it was obvious I wasn't doing well. At that time, I was like 170, I think, at that point. And then yeah. Mike Lisbon, I, I bumped into Mike Lisbon a little later that day on Spruce Street. And uh, in true Mike Lisbon fashion, man, love that dude. He grabs yeah. me by my neck. And he actually was able to grab me by my neck. So I was mad about that. He's too little to be grabbing me by my neck, man. So I was mad at that. But he's one of the OGs, you know what I mean? So yeah. I doesn't have that. And he takes <laughs> me for a little walk down the street. and And you know I'm not lying. He goes, hey, Nate, man you are not, you're not on that, Yeah, all mean, y'all mean, are you? Y'all mm-hmm. mean? I'm like, nah, man. I said, I'm good. Yo, yo, all your muscles are gone, y'all mean? I said, I said yeah. Mike, I'm good, man. He's like, you are not good, man. You better not be on that, y'all mean. I said, nah, man, mm-hmm. nah, nah. And then I told him a little while, and then, uh, oh, while it's fresh on my mind before I forget, salute to Kenny Burr. Let me tell you about Kenny Burr, what Kenny Burr did. Yeah. This is, I got to get my, I'm going to try not to cry. Um, mm-hmm. Kenny Burr saw Patrick downtown. And I was doing really bad. And he says, uh, Patrick goes, yo, Kenny, man, my cousin's doing bad. He was like, well, which one? He was like, Nate. He says, well, what's wrong with Nate? Nate's in Connecticut. Nate's getting money. Nate's doing this. Nate's doing that. Nah, Nate's fighting for his life, man. Um, If you want to go check him out, he's at Tufts. He would love to see you, man. He would love to see you. He was on his way to the Y to work out, Charlie. He turned around, walked up to the bus terminal, got on the bus, and came to see me at Tufts. I didn't know he was coming. I'm sitting in my room. I have a tank top on, Charlie, with no muscles. Both of my nipples are touching. I got no chest. And um, he comes into the room, and the nurse is there. And I went, oh, oh, Kenny Burr's here. And Kenny Burr was my hero as a kid because you're looking yeah, at a little, yeah. a little average-sized guy dominating everything that he did, boxing, basketball, so you name it. So when he comes into the room, I'm losing my mind. All the monitors are going off because my heart rate's flying. And uh, they're like, Nate, you're going to have to calm down or the visitor's going to have to leave. I said, he ain't going nowhere. You don't know who you're talking to. This is Kenny Burr. I said, yo, Kenny, have a seat right there. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked to Kenny for about maybe about a half hour, hour. And he told me how he came to come up there. And he still had his gym bag with him, man. He still mm-hmm. had his gym bag with him. Yeah. And I asked him if he wanted some food. He goes, nah, Nate, all that food's yours. I'm like, No, nah, not really. Because they're, they're restricting my fluid intake. So if you want some of these juices, you can have them. They ain't going to let me mm-hmm. have them. And um, I gave him DAP, gave him a hug. And I was so high at that time when my cousin Roger threw the benefit for me, Kenny shows up to the benefit and I had to grab him. I said, yo, Kenny, I need to talk to you. Were you really at Tufts? Because I said I had a lot of dreams and things that I thought were happening and they weren't happening. He was like, Nate, I was there. All you talked about was your son. That's all you yeah. talked. You didn't care about your health. You just talked about your son. And I'm like, all right, I know you were really there. Then. He was like, Nate, you were really jammed up. You were really high. I said, yeah. He said, you remember putting your hands up? I said, I put my hands up to hug you. i would never put my hands up to do anything, would you? I'm not trying to get washed in the hospital. (laughs) And uh, you know what I mean? (laughs) And uh, that was that. But salute to Kenny Burr, man. Kenny Burr really, man, man. I hugged him as hard as I could at that benefit, man. And just a great dude, man. Always
0: been good to me. Always. I mean, I love the family, but Kenny is... It's like you said, man. That dude is is real as real gets, and yeah, um, man, yeah. You you can't, you know, if if he told me to sit still, I was sitting still only because I respect him. I respect yep. him so much because there's no B, BS, there's no bull junk from him nope. whatsoever. Nope. Dude is nope. so real, man. So. But I got uh,
1: into it with my Aunt Pat when my Aunt Pat would come visit me, man. I was poking the bed just to make sure she was going to treat me normal. I didn't want no pity, man. I didn't want no pity. Mm-hmm. Even when I was checking out the first time, because I checked out twice. And, and yeah. uh, when I was checking out the first time, it was real bad. And I could feel it. It didn't matter how many painkillers they gave me. I could feel it, man. And I'm just like, yo, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. And I just kept kept going. And my Aunt Pat kept coming. And um, I kept giving her the business because she was going to give it back to me. She wasn't, she wasn't sugarcoating nothing. You know what I mean? I asked her if she had her gun with her. I was, you know what I mean? And the nurse was like, gun? I'm like, yeah, she got a gat. You know I mean, I asked her if she brought her gat with her. <laughs> but it was good, man. It was good. My visits, my visits are uh, uh, memorable in that place. When I walk into Tufts, it's like cheers. They all know my name. They all know who I am. I don't wait for nothing. I go roll, roll right up in there, do whatever I want to do. Like my team of doctors, one of my doctors, his name is Dr. Kiernan. I call him Dr. K. He's 6'7". Mm-hmm. The guy's 6'7" has no business on the basketball court. So we're talking. And I say, Dr. K, why didn't you play basketball? He goes, not to be, I said, not to just grossly generalize. He goes, because I suck. He says, but I know a guy you might know. I said, who do you know that I know? He says, I know you know him and you probably know him personally. I said, who he goes, you know, Mike Rocha. I'm like, yeah. I said, he's a cardiologist back, back where I'm. He says, he was a fellow here before he got to go over there. I used to play basketball with him. I'm like, Oh really? Mm-hmm. So we just started started to uh, trade some stories and stuff like that. And, uh, you never know. You never know. My my actual pharmacist that I had that was in charge of all my drugs that, that I was getting, when she first walked into the room, I could see on her tag it said DeSilva. And I'm high on the medications, but I know well enough to know. I said, what part of New Bethle are you from? And she says, mm-hmm. I'm from the beach, like the, the South End, way by the beach. She says, oh my God, you're a victor. And I'm like, yes. And she says, she says uh, I know them, but I don't know them know them. So I started talking to her and we got really cool. I haven't talked to her in a while, but she was the one that gave me the information that I needed on my medications to, listen, you're going to sit here. We know you know everything about your heart, what you need to do, but you really need to learn these medications because they can not only change your life, they're going to save your life. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I did. Wow. And she she put she put in my bio, very intelligent, ask him anything, he'll absorb it. That felt good. That felt real good. Yeah. Because yeah. when, when I'm at the doctor's, I don't talk in layman's terms. I talk in their language. And that feels really good. Yeah, so good. You know, so it feels good. Like oh. right now is the best I've felt since the transplant. It's the best oh. I've felt last summer. That's I felt pretty good, but this summer I'm going to be feeling even better. Excellent. Cause I didn't work. I didn't work out for the first two years. Cause I wanted to get my weight back, which was stupid. I should have been mm-hmm. working out that whole time. It would have been so tough for me, but you're living, you learn the most important thing is that I'm still living. Exactly. You know, I, I know that's what the other side's facts. about, that's I know what the other side's about, man. That's why you guys don't see me mad no more. I'm not, I'm not wilding no more, man. I'm, I'm I'm very subdued. I'm very very subdued, man.
0: Still, you're still joking. You Still got them jokes. Yeah, man, yeah. I got, that, I got that,
1: man. But I'm very subdued, man. I don't. I don't get riled up. I don't. I, I just don't. It's not worth it. I'm not gonna. Yeah. What people don't understand, Charlie, is someone actually had to die for me to live. Someone yeah. is not here no more, so I can live. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that person is gone. They ain't never coming back, but they're, they're still here because they're in my chest, you know what I mean? But their, their family members are never going to see them again. You and know, you know, people start talking about, you know, calling me Superman and Iron Man and all that stuff, I, I don't like it. No. I don't like it. The pe- the real super people, the real superheroes are the people that said, hey, you know what? I'm going to donate this. And I don't know if the person was a don- donor already or if, the, or if the family said that, hey, um, we're going to donate this. I don't know if I have a male heart, a female heart. I know nothing. And you know why? Because I'm too much of a punk to send out the information to get the information back. I have True. the paperwork all in front of me and I still haven't done it yet. True. You yeah. know, because I'm not ready. I'm not
0: ready. And it's it's um, it's weird that, you know, you, you say all that and some people just um, you know, I, I lost a friend several years ago. I mean, decades ago. And um, because of another friend's decision that other friend is gone. Mm-hmm. And the one that's alive has such a shitty disposition about life and people. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Because of your decision, dude's dead. But he never had that disposition. He never had that crappy disposition like you do. Yeah. And, and you have an opportunity to live and you're so sour about
1: everything, you know? I was people. like that because I was angry. I was very, very angry and I yeah. was angry because I did nothing wrong. You know, I don't smoke. I don't drink everything that I've been dealing with with my heart is completely genetic. It had nothing to do with anything I've ever done. That's why yeah. that's what I was so upset about. And I and I couldn't and, and I couldn't control it. I had I just had to I had to let God do his work. I, I could not control it. It's very humbling when you have absolutely zero control and there's nothing you can do. You have to depend on somebody else. You know, I had I had four doctors that were in charge of just my heart. I had another four or five that were in charge of my kidneys. I don't know how many were in charge of my liver.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: you know, and I learned a lot of things. The reason why I could talk so much, I could talk so much junk and I can do all these things. The reason why I have a big mouth, a big nose, I found out that I have elongated lungs as well. My lungs take up two trays when you give an x-ray. I didn't know that before. That's why I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why I could be underwater for a long time. Um, and as far as my heart goes, my heart was the size, like I said, of two of my fists put together. So my respiratory system has been superior, you know, so I didn't know I was gifted with that at all until I got sick. And now I have this little engine driving six foot two, 245 pounds with really no problem. I've had no problems. Mm-hmm. Now I can't take off and run and like sprint or anything like that because I haven't worked myself up to that, but I, I can, yeah. I can do three miles. Like it's nothing. I can yeah. do three miles. Like it's nothing. That's not a problem. You know, Damn. but everything that I dealt with, the, the the physical pain was one thing, but the stuff that goes on up here, that's the stuff that you know people don't understand. They don't. They and 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 I I try to share it with some people, man. Like my brother Mosadi, Mo knows. I mean, I was calling him yep. from the hospital, man, and uh, hollering at him because I mean that's that's the closest friend that I got. I, me me and Mo, we, we've done everything together. And um, as a matter right. of fact, he was Great getting dude. married, Charlie. He was getting married, Charlie, while I was in the hospital, and he told me he says, "Late, hey, ain't Nate, man." I, I I wish I could tell you to your face, but I, I really don't want to make this phone call. But I have to replace you in my wedding. I'm the best man. I'm like, you ain't replacing me. Yo, I gotta replace you, yo. I, I replaced you with your cousin Bill. I'm like, nah, nah. I said I'll be there. I'll be there. He was like, Nate, I have to, it's my wedding, man. He was like, you know, I know you want to be there. You'll be there in spirit or whatever, man, but I gotta replace you. I'm like, nah, man, I'll be there. And um, when I got off the phone with him, I got on the phone with my people from TV and I was setting some things up to get recorded so, you know, I could be there at least video wise. And, you know, God bless me with the heart, Charlie. And, um, a month, la- a month later after I got out the hospital, I hobbled my black behind over there and, um, gave my best man speech that lasted about five minutes before I started crying like a baby. But I was there, I was mm-hmm. there standing up on my own. And I gave him the speech. DJ Mike gave me the mic and, and I said what I had to say. And I started crying like a baby, but I said, I got most of it out. I got most yeah. of it out, but I was there. But I was there, like I told him I'd be there. Just like he's been there for me, I was there.
0: That's something about you, because um, we wasn't sure if you were gonna be at Robin Sandy's uh, wedding shower. Nah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, was still, I'm still
1: upset about that. I'm still upset. Oh, I, I made yeah. the wedding shower, but I didn't. Make yeah, the you wedding. made it. Yeah, and you I, make I, the wedding. I made the wedding shower, but the, the the wedding I didn't make, man. If if I would have even would have been a week, if it would have been a week off, I would have made it. Yeah, because I had just got I had just got my heart. I just received it. I just because re- wow. they got big, no, actually it was a it was a, it was two weeks later because they got married on the 17th, I think, August 17th or August 18th. Because yeah. I got ma- I got married on August 18th. I know it's close to that. But um yeah. I got my heart on the 29th, and I was in the hospital, I couldn't I couldn't get out. But I'll tell you something about Robin Sandy. I'll tell you something about Robin Sandy. One time they went out for dinner in Boston. I hadn't heard from mm-hmm. Robin like two days, which wasn't a big deal. And um it's about eight o'clock. Visiting hours are over, Charlie. Okay. And um because it was me, I see these two shadows coming in my room and I'm like, what is this? And here comes Rob and here comes his wife. You know, what's yep. going on? It's and Sandy. I'm like, What are you doing here? What do you mean what are we doing here? Who else are we here to see? I'm like, I was just asking, man. I said it's a Saturday night, what are you doing here? He was like, Nate, listen, man, we went to this restaurant over here and I was like, Yo, Nate's right around the corner, man, and they came through and one of my best visits, man. Not to not to rate my visits. I appreciated all my visits. Yeah. I can't say I appreciate I can't say I appreciated all my visits, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, but I did appreciate that one a little higher than others. There's some people that came yeah. to see me and I was just like, ah, jump out the window, man. Jump out the window. But <laughs> you know, at least I had people coming to see me. You know what I mean?
0: That's but, it, man. Look, that that was well. Great. <laughs> any attention you get is well deserved. Um you're dear to me did a lot of people in this community um you know the fakers you know you know you know the fakers yeah, you know the people yeah. that shouldn't deserve any kind of energy from you but yeah. um i know i know my family loves you
1: and uh yeah i gotta I got i gotta stop by that little crazy lady's house too man because um i missed her birthday yeah their birthday so she let me know it too <laughs> that's
0: right hey She's gonna always tell people how she feels, you know, yep. and that's the only yep. reason why she's not on social media because she don't feel like, you know, she knows that she's just gonna say it like it is, and um, yeah, so no that's filter. why she tells me, nope, none at no all, no filter, none zero, and I zero, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm appreciating that no filter stuff because my yep. job kept me from, you know, I always had a filter, I had to kind of restrain myself and, um, you know, couldn't say what I had to. But now, you know, on a really Charlie podcast, I can definitely say what I want. And yeah, the only person I got to. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Not sensitive. Well, well, brother, I want you to. I want you know. Well, I stole this from. Uh, Matt Barnes and um, Stephen Jackson. On the oh, you're pilfering
1: role. now. You're, you're on podcast pilfering. That's what you're doing. Yeah, podcast yeah, Wow. So are you going to ask guess... me who I want on the podcast? Is that what you're going to do?
0: Exactly. You got it, man. Ah, it. ah,
1: You know what, Pastor J, I'll shave you, man. I'll do that, Pastor J. I'll shave you because you know why? Because people are like, "Oh, neat. You're strong. You did this. You did that." This man's been fighting MS for. Thirty plus years, and every time that guy came to visit me, he wasn't walking. He got on a Segway, and he would peel out down the hallways doing like fifteen miles an hour. And the nurses were like, "Hey, Nate, we understand that's your pastor and everything, but he can't do fifteen miles an hour down the hallway on the Segway." Mm-hmm. I said, "You're lucky he's not yeah. in his car because he drives like he's in yeah. damn NASCAR." Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, get Pastor Jr. Shavier on here, man. Uh, I, I told him straight uh, up, man, uh, you know, I used to think he was a cornball. I told him to his face. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, Edmund Gomes was my guy. I played ball with Edmund Gomes, you know. To me, yep. he were a cornball. But then, you know, you never know how God works, man. And that dude was was right there. He was right there, man. I mean, he's always been there. But, I mean, I didn't really yeah. ask for him to be there. He was getting up to Boston, like, sometimes two times a week. And, and, you know, just by my side. And like I said, when I woke up the first time, I went to sleep on a Monday. I woke up on a Thursday. I was holding his hand. I said, JR, I said, why did you change your shirt? He goes, Nate, today's mm-hmm. Thursday. He didn't lie to me and say he kept. He didn't change his shirt. He goes, Nate, today's yeah. Thursday. You've been out since Monday. I was wow. like, all right. He kept it funky. He kept it funky with me. And I was. I mm-hmm. really respected that. Really respected that.
0: I promise you, friend to friend, I will work <laughs> on that this week.
1: And I will make sure that he has his own show. I have his number. I have his number. I'll, I can give it to okay. you. All right. He, he might not pick it. up right away if you text him and tell him who you are. He'll definitely do it. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll do that. He still goes through um, treatments himself.
0: Okay. Well, we're definitely I'm gonna do that. Promise you that. Um the uh what can you end? You know, what messages you wanna send out to these viewers, these
1: listeners, you know, in your own. Listen to your body, man. Listen to your body. That's what I did. That's the reason why I'm alive today. I wasn't you know, I wasn't too. I'm stubborn. I got a lot of pride, man. But I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. And you know, if you don't listen to your body, or or bare minimum, get a physical, man. Or or yeah. or don't. And and um, my insurance from Major League Baseball ran out. So when I went to the hospital, I had no insurance. Okay. At least I thought I had no insurance, but um, yeah. someone reached out. You know, I'm not going to say behind my back, but they did it without me knowing. And I don't want to put the person's name out there because I don't I don't want the information to be out there like that. God knows who it is. And um, that person got me on MassHealth. And um, when I went to the hospital, I thought I had no insurance. I said, listen, I thought they'd kick you out. I didn't know. I know about the Hippocratic Oath and all that type of stuff, but I thought they'd kick you out. And the lady told me, she says, um, Mr. Victor, you have insurance. You have Mass Health." I'm like, how? I don't have MassHealth. And as soon as she said it, it clicked in. And the woman that did it was a Pemberton, was the woman that was the nurse that was in charge of um. Uh, the mass health situation at Charlton hospital. And, um, she says, do you know my cousin, Steve? I said, I can call Steve right now. What do you mean? Do I know Steve? And uh-huh. um, I said, I'm sorry. I said, no disrespect. I said, could you leave the room? I have a phone call to make. I have somebody to thank. And that person I thanked really gave me the business because I'm stubborn. And they went behind my back. What well, I shouldn't say that, but they got me the insurance and everything that I needed, Charlie. And I'm going to say this because I know my body and I knew something was wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, the average heart transplant cost $1.4 million. I average okay wow. I'm old positive, and I was 265 pounds so my heart transplant was not average at all My the match Damn. for my heart only took 9 months to be a match which was incredible because that never happens I was ready to be on there for decades before I got a heart okay Damn. I got my heart 9 nine months but because I had the insurance that I had and if I wasn't stubborn I'd be in the hole at least 3 million dollars easy, Damn. easy and how was I going to get out of that with no job I'm not allowed to work and what I make a month is what I used to carry in my pocket. So, listen to listen to your body, man. And, and please, especially black folks and black men, man, go get yourself checked out, man. So you know true. what I mean? Don't let, don't let your ego not let you go get checked out, man. I mean, my ego is tremendous; it's the size of Texas. I'm stubborn as hell, man. But this this guy went and, and got help. If I can get help, anybody can get help, man. So just yeah. get yourself checked out, man. Get yourself checked out. So true. Get yourself checked out, all man. right? Especially your blood pressure, man. Blood pressure and diabetes, man. Do that. Do that. Definitely. Heart disease disease kills more black folks than anything else. More than black on black crime, all that, man. So please get get yourself checked out. Something wrong, get yourself checked out, man. That's real rap right there.
0: I really appreciate that message. And a whole lot of other people do too, man. We definitely got to do this again. And I hope, hopefully, it's going to be you making an announcement that your book is going to be coming out. And then we can do that on this
1: podcast too, man. Yeah, I hope but, so, uh, man, because I have some, uh, I have some publishing ideas with like some major publishers, man. And I do know some people, so, you know, it's not going to be something that, you know, you're going to sell at a train station hand to hand, you know, you should be able to get it in a bookstore, you know, yes. But, you know, that's, that's getting way, way ahead of it, but you know, hopefully that's the plan. That's the plan. Um, I
0: can't wait, man. Can't wait. So, uh, Double Digger says, "Great show, fellas, and I agree, man. This was great, and thanks to you, it was great. I really, really appreciate it."
1: Yeah, thank you for giving me this, uh, this opportunity to say. I didn't get to say everything I wanted to say, man, but you know, you never do.
0: We you never do, come, man. I mean, hey, we can do it in we can do it in a week, two weeks. We can do it whenever you want, man. You ha- if you ever want to say something, get something out there. You just let me know.
1: We'll set it up. I man. will. I- I'll tell you this this last thing, there's a group called the Hart Brothers at uh, at Tufts and they 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 represent all of New England and I met the president maybe about three years ago and um, he told me, he said, we need to bottle your energy and uh, we got to get you to talking to some people, man. He says, because you're going to change people's lives, man. And he says, just being on this floor, you know, people know who you are. And I'm like, how do they know who I am? I, I just, I walk. I can't even pick up my left leg when I go down the hallway. I'm sliding. It's like I'm doing a reverse moonwalk. They were like, Nate, yeah. but you're out there and you're walking. I'm like, I never thought of that before. So and I told them that I was going to help them, Charlie, and and I haven't due to COVID. So you know, but the the Hart brothers, you know, you can Google them. Just the hot brothers Foundation. You you can Google them, and I'll check sure them out. Will. And and they go how they go they go from hospitals to hospitals and talk to people. So wow, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be part of that as soon as COVID's over. And shout out to Eddie Martin. Eddie Martin's mm-hmm. doing that too, man. Eddie Martin's Oh a cool yeah, brother. yeah. Fast, fast, Eddie, fast yes. Eddie's out there doing it, man. So that's good. That's it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep rambling. So that's it. I've been saving my voice all day. I've been saving my voice all day, brother.
0: I love you, man, thank you. and um, thank you.
1: I love you too, Charlie.
0: All right, man, God bless. Take care of thank yourself, you. brother. All right, you All too. Right. One. One. Thank you. Well, wow, definitely. Uh, that book, and you heard it from me right now, will be a bestseller, there ain't no doubt about it. In my mind, and what I know. And I know very, very little about Nathan's story, and um, but I know, I know the man, I know the dude, and there's going to be stuff coming out of that man, and it's going to be put to paper, and there's no doubt in my mind it will be a bestseller, and I'm going to be in line to buy a couple of them. So, I hope I hope we're listening and we learned from nathan victor and his story keep on listening to your body and especially you know young men out there listen to your body get it checked out like he said you know elementary thing is to get a physical do that get a physical maintain good health as I always say, in our as I always conclude, mask those beautiful faces and sanitize your hands, wash your hands, stay safe. And when you're tuning in to the Really Charlie podcast, just just authorize, let let authorize StreamYard to send your name to the comment section. It says Facebook user. Well, that's what I'm viewing here as the host. The host is viewing Facebook user so that's what I have to tell our our guests I'll try to put your comment up there Um, but I also got to view another screen and I'm trying to be respectful to the guests when they're talking to me Um, so I can't be looking at multiple screens you know sometimes I do but I also want to let you guys know you listeners that have been here faithfully just, just authorize it let us see your name because there's some good questions, there's some good comments. Very sincere with everything that you guys are posting, and I really, really, really appreciate you know, countless, countless of listeners and viewers that um, are here with me every, every podcast. So I try to put on a good show. Just trying to be here for you and everybody else. Trying to give people flowers while they're standing. And I do that with every guest. And so, I have another guest tomorrow, and um, I'm going to be busy up until the 20th. So, you know, you're going to see a bunch of different podcasts. Don't get tired of me. Please continue to watch this podcast, and don't be feel don't feel hesitant when you have to say "really, Charlie," because that's what I want to hear. All right, y'all. Take care. God bless. Have a very, very good night. And thank you, Debbie Silver Gomes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. I see you on the bottom there, D.C. Thanks for for supporting me. God bless y'all.